Welcome to Damage Boost. I'm your host Brock Holiday, and today we're talking Blood Bowl 2, so let's jump into it. Now, today is a very special show. I have three guests with me, all from the podcast The Funny Papers. I'm going to introduce them in the order I'd like to be creamed by them. Uh, first guest, Sam. How are you doing today, buddy? Rolling quadruple skulls, thank you. <laughs> and Mike. Hey, buddy. I'm doing all right. Uh, <laughs> hair is looking like Ludwig von Koopa right now, and I just woke up and ate a bunch of cheesy carrots. I'm feeling great. That's a pretty awesome reference, and I appreciate thank you. it. <laughs> And last but not least, my basically big brother, Jim. Dinosaurs are balanced, fair, and anyone who suggests otherwise will be hearing from my lawyers. <laughs> so, I watched you guys play Blood Bowl 2 on Twitch, and as someone who didn't look up anything before, all I'd heard from Mike is, it's awesome, it's a fantasy football... Type, uh, <laughs> I definitely told you more than that. <laughs> you you told me the bare minimum of it's a tabletop esque football game with orcs and people and elves. Right? You got it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you might have said more. I don't read well. I went to public school. Oh, um, but it wasn't as football y as I thought. It's more rugby style. Is is that right? Yeah. It's... Yeah, they call it a pitch, so you know it's people <laughs> from England making this game. This is people from England attempting to understand American football, and then on top of that, they decided, hey, it would be a good idea if we made a board game out of this. Yeah, it's more or less, the best way I think to phrase it is that it is high fantasy football. That being, like, uh, football or rugby, uh, but played by, like, orcs and elves uh, who are allowed to beat each other up uh, in basically the Warhammer universe, which is more or less uh, Lord of the Rings copyright copyright. <laughs> I was going to say it's, like, it, it's turn-based football, but I guess football is also turn-based. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. <laughs> Football is more of a tabletop game than I think, you know, meat meatballs want to admit it is. Yeah, it's a very weird thing where you have this uh, understanding that when they went into this, what well, like some random British nerd in 1987 saying, "Hey, wait, could I make a tabletop game out of this?" And the fact that it actually wasn't that much of a push to do is hilarious. I, there are like tabletop football games that you can buy of of American football, and it's not that different from I don't know what the actual term is for them, but like the little vibrating stadiums and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I that football. What the hell they call those? John yeah. Madden, John Madden, <laughs> vibrating yeah, John Madden, football. John Madden football. <laughs> it's basically the same thing because ba- uh, I used to play. Oh God, I, I used to play it with my friend Moser, and like you basically put a little cotton swab in the where the ball is supposed to be, and you kind of adjust your guys accordingly, where you think the person's going to try to get their pieces to go. It's it's not that different, really. Yeah, so that I mean, sounds almost fun. Yeah, that sounds like <laughs> it's really something is. that you have like basic control over the outcome of, unlike Blood Bowl, where uh, both players are, of course, ostensibly playing against one another, but the real enemy is, as it always was, well, 
When hey, RN hey, hey. Jesus was still lying in his crib awaiting being born. Look, birth is complicated for video game gods. Hey, hey, there hey, was hey, already on. Nuffle. <laughs> Nuffle the cruel, Nuffle the hateful, Nuffle who is going to kill every one of your players. It will be hilarious. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So while the dice are the true enemy, those cursed artifacts that you never want to touch, uh, they are the true enemy. The game isn't just random, right? The game, just no. like... I, I've been on here talking about XCOM. I've been on here talking about strategy games. The game is about limiting risk, right? The game is about putting yourself in an advantageous position such that you're able to be fucked over by the dice, which will happen every time. <laughs> yeah, right? 1,000% well, luck. shut up chaos dwarves player (laughs) one of the fascinating things about the game and why it's kind of captured us is that each of the different teams interacts with i'm gonna put on my horrible smarty pants hat here (laughs) you (laughs) you interact with the probability space in a slightly different way basically there's two core types of team and they are basically referred to as there's elf ball and there's orc ball elf ball is you're the new england patriots everything is about getting passes slipping by people dodging tackles shit like that touchdown tom touchdown tom is (laughs) everyone everyone loves you (laughs) everyone loves and respects you and absolutely if you're up against a team that can't pass as well as you they aren't trying to kill every single player on your team Speaking of, that's Orc Ball. Orc (laughs) Ball is the understanding that, yes, there's a ball, and you can use it to score if you're forced to, but what you're really there for is to take your largest, most aggressive players, put them on top of the enemy's players, and then just proceed to punch one another. Yes, the elves will be up four to zero in the first half, but they'll also be down to three elves on the pitch. <laughs> and then you can score at will. Yes. Or you can just, or you can try to complete the whole roster and kill the remaining three elves. <laughs> Many options await you. So that was that kind of brings me to my first question. I was watching a bunch of uh, how-to videos for people new to the game, and what kind of I don't know. I might have been thinking of it too much in a football sense but the guy was on the team that just kicked it and instead of going directly after the guy with the ball which i would have tried you know and foot my dumb meatball football brain i'm like we'll go around the blockers why are you putting guys and attacking the blockers and i guess that that part of the strategy uh has been hard for me to wrap my head around instead of avoiding people to get to the ball you're just kind of trying to kill everybody if you're playing orc ball correct well, uh, yeah, most of us play Orc Ball on no. the lake where Mike <laughs> is playing humans, which is Orc Ball half the time. <laughs> Mike's humans' whole deal in this game is, as in every other game like it, they are generalists. And so if you're up against elves, you play Orc Ball. If you're up against el- orcs, you play Elf Ball. And unfortunately, he's up against all of us picked bashy teams. So he spends a lot of time eating the turf. 
But to answer your question, the reason why you sometimes don't go after the ball is because different teams have different stats. Like, uh, it's it's a very asynchronous game, right? And so some, you, in order to move past a blocker, only players with high agility are able to just do that. And some teams, such as like Lizard Men or such as like Orcs, have fairly low agility and they have a much better chance of killing the entire line than they do of running past it. Basically, your idea is, uh, hey, do you really want to try to get your center to try to dodge a safety? Because I'm just going to tell you, the center is going to trip and fall on his ass, and it'll be very embarrassing for him. Yeah, one thing to (laughs) note here is if you, like, try to do a dodge and you fail and your character falls over, that ends your turn. So you don't want to do that unless absolutely necessary. One of the key things about this game that means it is a... Again, this is part of why everybody hates Nuffle, the dread god of the RNG, is that if you roll a 1 at basically any point during uh, your turn, that's it, your turn's over, none of the rest of your players get to act. (laughs) So you always want to do the safest stuff first, and then you follow that up with the next safest stuff, and you only really roll the dice once there is no other choice. And so the game becomes about forcing the other person to have to roll the dice and risk Nuffle's displeasure. And of yes. course, this is the most fucking infuriating if you're up against... Uh, actually, did you have the chance to witness any of the Rats games? <laughs> no, I, I only got to see the very first game between uh, Mike and Sam. All right. Where so, Sam tied, I believe, so it was his yeah. first non-loss. No, I've tied the entire time with this current team. (laughs) (laughs) Sam plays Dwarf Ball, which is basically uh, put the ball in a cage and walk it down the pitch and, uh, like... At one square per round. You'll get get one drive per half, but it's basically impossible to stop that drive. Like old school Chicago Bears football. Yes, absolutely. Where one time, hope defense holds. Yes. (laughs) The- yeah we we so we need to clarify real quick but people for listening right now are probably very confused they're like what the fuck are you guys talking about yes. this is a like a tabletop game that was turned into a video game uh called blood bowl uh wherein it is played with d6s that means six-sided dice uh and you like uh you have to roll six-sided dice for everything your players do including fucking picking the ball up off the ground pick which if the ball up <laughs> If you fail to pick the ball up, then your turn also ends. So I did not realize this when I was watching you guys. So not, and I kept asking you like, "Well, who has the ball?" And the ball was never in anybody's hand. Was, the ball's on the ground, and it's gonna stay there, fucker. The ball was constantly on the ground, surrounded by four dwarfs. <laughs> I literally lost a game yesterday or two days ago because I rolled three or no, it was it. Four or five or six 50% rolls in a row, I failed 50% rolls to pick up the fucking ball, and I lost the game because I couldn't pick the goddamn ball up. Now, I don't want to sound mean, but Mike, you kind of deserve it because you got me to play XCOM 2 again. And Fair enough. Oh. Uh, hey, hey, the dice rolls game, in that game. I, <laughs> I also deserve it by being all haughty about how it's not a game about RNG, so yep. I absolutely deserve it by being a butthole in that regard. <laughs> One of the little touches of the game that I do appreciate of the video game format of it is that they do have, and this has been a constant all the way back to when the game was developed, there are the two 
background characters. You have Bob Bifford and Jim Johnson, the color commentary team. Bob Bifford is 10 feet tall and 500 pounds and mostly just enjoys crushing people. And Jim Johnson is me, but more explicitly a vampire. <laughs> and the two of them are a con they are constantly commenting on the game. Unfortunately, there's about 10 lines for any given combination of players. But there is one line that I absolutely love that only goes off after both sides have rolled a bunch of ones in a row. And there is a comment by the smart guy saying, Hard to say what Nuffles really thinking about in this game. And the reaction from the dumb guy is, Oh, you always know what Nuffles doing. He's smiling. You just don't know about what. <laughs> you are constantly going to just be... You will set up everything absolutely perfectly. You have everything all lined up. You have somebody who is 18 feet tall and made out of murder going up against a tiny goblin, and they will wind up to punch them, and the dice will come up three ones, and the 18-foot-tall monstrosity will fall over, punching himself in the nuts, knocking himself out, possibly dying, and you, your turn ends. Yeah. We should, we should also clarify, uh, Jim's been talking about Nuffle a lot. Uh, Nuffle in this universe is the god of football, uh, who is the god of everything, who you may, if you uh, sound that name out, may find it familiar to a certain acronym in our world. <laughs> Which we cannot mention for fear that their lawyers will destroy us. <laughs> yes. it's, it's the concussion thing. Oh yes. yeah, those guys. That narrows <laughs> it right the, the fuck down. The concussion factory. The gods of concussion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Work all day, and what do you get? <laughs> I don't know. I used to know my own name, <laughs> and now I forget. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to me because I almost died from a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, I couldn't football. see for like eight hours. It was awesome. Folks, folks, am I right? Folks, the fans <laughs> love it. Football, sports, football. <laughs> Shit. It's um, the NFL. No, God God damn, bleep that. that, bleep that. No, uh, yep. <laughs> Ryan, bleep the show's it, please. canceled. <laughs> I'm going to get my ass suit off. <laughs> Sam was referring to the child pornography. <laughs> parody, 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 parody. Not actionable. <laughs> You, you all John three man, have to represent me in court now, <laughs> and I will not pay you. Well, I, you're gonna, I, you know, it's more than we're worth, quite frankly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to take a, a step back uh, to the basics of the game too, because we did, we did jump ahead pretty quickly. Um, what I do like about the game, from uh, a nerd perspective, or someone who, you know played football and also is an insane nerd is the amount like it's not a lot but i like that you get to customize pretty much everything even though it doesn't necessarily matter um that like just even just the fact that you can name all your players was hilarious like watching your guys's which uh you know <laughs> you yes. guys did a lot of doug plus a lot of nerd references so like, Sam, i appreciated you... that Sam, could you explain to the nice people who your two uh, dedicated ball carriers and uh, free safeties are? 
Uh, yeah. In the Chaos Dwarf team, they have these characters called Bull Centaurs, which are basically, if you put a dwarf, like, body on top of a horse. <laughs> and the two names for those characters are Mr. Cloppers and Tiny Horsewee. <laughs> They're I don't know why this wonderful and we love them. So it's so good, dude. Like we uh yeah, st- one of the most important parts about playing a game like this, especially when you're playing with a bunch of friends, is naming your characters such that emergent storytelling comes out. Like uh you can have like the legends between you about uh, you know, your heroes and your terrible players and stuff. Like uh we joke a lot about I have a character on my human team after the Doug the Doug universe who's named the concept of empathy, and he's been injured a lot, and he has broken <laughs> his back twice. <laughs> and so and so he has more likely and more likely to die so the concept of empathy is the beast with two backs and both of them are shattered (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile Uh, my team i have a bunch of dinosaurs who i've named intimidating stuff a giant center dinosaur who i've named this ad space for rent and then there are my ball carriers who are interns (laughs) <laughs> I have named them interns because they are going to die. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when. So, this might be a real deep cut for anybody listening, but if you have dinosaur people, you should have went with some of the names from the uh, MST3K Future Wars episode. Fuck, you're <laughs> right! Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which, the guy who starred in that movie was one of the agents in the original Matrix. Oh, that kicks ass. I did not yeah. know. Dude's actually apparently like a really good Yeah, dude. like every legit actor has just the dawn of their career is a bunch of um really low level shit. Like uh we were spitballing earlier when we were doing uh funny papers. We were spitballing about how like the guy like Mr. Breaking Bad was <laughs> Like, he was all over 90s TV doing absolute dog shit roles, and evidently he was, like, three distinct Power Rangers villains. Yeah. That's amazing. I didn't know that, actually. And in the movie, he was Zordon, the big face. <laughs> Good <Yeah>. for him. <laughs> Most of them Came just do porn circle. to start, though. Yeah. <laughs> Cameron Diaz did. I believe Stallone did. Yeah. Everybody, ha- like, that's show business is a fascinating wreck of an organization. Thankfully, unlike we few, we happy few, we band of podcasters. Yeah, yeah. we're good actually. Yeah. <laughs> we're essential workers now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unlike uh, all the good actors who are. Oh, yeah. All the good mind. actors are being. Uh, <laughs> Sealed up in a shoot to uh, eventually be released. No, no they're all doing their own podcast. Yeah, it fucking the- sucks. They're taking <laughs> all our fucking listeners. Yeah. Like, you motherfuckers got shows, you got fame, you got products. I can't even get a Raid Shadow Legend sponsorship it's- on this fucking show. <laughs> like, leave us some fucking space in this medium. Sons- I No, I, I get rationally pissed off about famous people starting podcasts. Like, motherfuckers, you don't need it. You don't fucking need it. Let the rest of us have it. The only... Famous person Damn, podcast bro. all allow is Kevin Smith because the motherfucker was doing it before people gave a shit about podcasts. Yeah, Kevin Damn, Smith dude. was doing it back when he was just being a weirdo. And you know what? Respect to weirdos. Yes. And he makes a shit ton of money off of it. But he was there on the ground floor, and that's fine. But all these other motherfuckers like who aren't that interesting or that funny, like, you don't get me wrong, I love The Office, but I don't need to listen to Pam and Angela talk about every episode on a podcast. Yeah, I don't. I just don't fucking like need it. it. 
They, I mean, it. some people like it, and it's probably better than listening to us dumb shits talking about Doug episodes. I disagree <laughs> no, no. wholeheartedly. We are an important part of the moral t- education of this nation. <laughs> the next generation so, will be shaped by Funny Paper's thought. Please oh, no. join the Patreon if you want to read my rambling manifesto on the subject. <laughs> Anybody who listens to Damage Boost who has not listened to the Funny Papers, and I mean this wholeheartedly, this is not a bit, um, they need to listen to the Funny Papers. Like it, You guys are lightning in a bottle. I swear to God, once you find that wave, that, that group of people that can you know find us and like start showing the people more Once we have ducked people, Brett Favre and kill him. You, no, you guys, your guys' show is really fucking good. Like... Thank Production's you. good. You guys have amazing chemistry. You're all smart. You're all funny. Your show's gonna blow up. Like, and Thank you're you gonna, for get, you're gonna get straight up get sponsorship money at some point. Two I really out of the that. three of us have pop filters. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of the three of us sit upright when we talk into a microphone. <laughs> I will be lying down on this couch until the day I die. <laughs> we'll come scrape those you are off the best podcast. Um, my. Significant other listens to um, like a true crime paranormal podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Uh, this is why we drink. Oh, and, like, I've heard of it. Yeah, like there's they're they're big now and they get money and like they all have pop filters. But oh my fuck. god, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how dare um, they? Like I was actually looking up their whole story because it's pretty interesting. Like really cool that these people just started a podcast. You know, it took them three years for it to. It, for two or three years for there's like got any kind of traction and and listen to it as it went on it, it it it's gonna happen for you guys you guys are too good to be you know you're the best kept secret of podcasting is the way i describe the funny papers so anyone who has not listened to the funny papers fucking listen to it like just you don't have to listen to the rest of this episode you can shut me off I, I, i'm not fucking interesting <laughs> then you the funny can papers. get into blood bowl with yeah us. Then we, <laughs> you can roll some dice baby oh god <laughs> well and thank you actually thank ha- you so much Oh yeah, no, no problem. I love you guys. Um, this game came out in what 2006 ish, the the video game version, right? Uh, the first one did. This one, uh, I think, it was released later, like 2010 ish. Because they there's a Blood Bowl one, and it's pretty janky. It's not as janky as well. It's more janky than Blood Bowl two. And then Blood Bowl two came out, and it only had like eight races to begin with, and they made a million expansion packs. And we picked it up like this year, so we got 2015, the, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, we got the the super. We all got the super edition except for one one of our group, uh, and the super edition has all like 20 races or whatever. And one so of the th- things about the races is that uh, they are very explicitly structured, such that some of these are teams that you just play because you think it would be funny to be the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah, that was like one of the things when I was watching this. Like, I I want to play the, this group based off of how they look because it would be funny, and I have good names for them. Yeah. Um. But so this game technically is five to six ish years old. How did you guys stumble upon it to and got it, get into it? You know, four or five uh, years down the line. I think I know the answer to this one. Um, uh, courtesy <laughs> the fact that uh, I was part of a small group of us who uh we're actually playing the IRL version of this, which I'll go ahead and say is not as good. 
Like, yeah, because like all the manual dice rolling and shit is slow as hell. Yeah, there's all the fun little modeling shit, which, hell yeah, that is exactly up my alley. But if that is not your thing, I can understand why that would not be your priority. Oh, we should also point out here, this is this, the same people that made this game make the Warhammer games. It's a It's a Warhammer game, so it's based on a game where you, like buy and paint miniatures yes. which you don't really get you don't really get that part of it in the uh the video game other than like choosing the color i guess and choosing the names but it's yeah much the less uh, setup is such that like originally half the way that you got around this was that uh like the company that made these just you want to talk about the uh, incentives behind this bullshit they sell models and well if the rules keep people buying models then hooray so this was originally just come up as an excuse for, okay, so your buddy doesn't want to play uh, Tiny Fantasy War. Maybe he'd want to play Tiny Fantasy Football. He'd buy the Tiny <laughs> Fantasy do. Football figure. I, I do figurine. want to play Tiny Fantasy Football, please. Yeah, if he, won't, if he won't play Tiny Lizards fighting Tiny Elves, what if one of those elves was holding a football. <laughs> Sick! Football! John Men, John Men. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, this wasn't a huge seller. So, the people behind this are notorious for the fact that they don't do any market research at fucking all. <laughs> and so they just would occasionally pop this stuff back into existence at random. And we just started playing the, uh... We started playing the physical version of it. I want to see this was in, like, 2017. In the before time. In, yeah. yeah, back I, before time stopped. Yeah, I had, they had been doing that. I, I was watching, like, streams of this for the past couple years because, like, this game is incredibly engaging to watch for me. I think it's, like, really interesting just because of, like, the emergent storytelling that comes out of it and because just, like, the suspense that can come around it, which you may say is the reason people watch other sports whoa but, you know, like, <laughs> damn it, but um there's so, no emergent tell storytelling in the sports i don't know john God. madden tom brady john madden <laughs> turducken turducken yeah. butt fumble <laughs> touchdown thomas uh but he we, kisses uh, his kids on the lips and they're like 14 it's weird yeah that's yeah. still the weirdest <laughs> goddamn thing i've ever seen I did, in but, fact. Uh, that's, that's that's why. That's why I named Touchdown Tom after. It's not, <laughs> it's not because he's, 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 he's a tiny goblin. hobgoblin. He, named the goblin he will never after. score a touchdown, but he will kiss all of his teammates full on the lips. <laughs> he's like, he's the, you have to spend like petty cash on him between rounds to see if he'll kiss your teammates. <laughs> no, it's for lawsuits, like defamation lawsuits. Yeah. Fraternity yeah. lawsuits. You have to pay his get- legal fees. <laughs> Too many ones in the, your entire team. Is yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a there's a small mono uh, breakout uh, special event. Yeah, you have to buy the the courtroom DLC where you have to roll <laughs> dice to see if it comes oh, a Phoenix no. Wright knockoff game. Wow, that like, game rules. I'm actually doing a like you know those agent simulator games, but for Blood Bowl two might actually be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would that would actually like, be great. Ah, damn it, Dark Gods incarnated again. Son yeah. of a bitch. It'd be a lot less stressful because I will yeah. say I cannot play more than one game of Blood Bowl against a human player per day. Oh, it's so emotionally draining, oh. especially well, when you're in the chat with your buddy when you're doing it. <laughs> and, and we're just both... cha- screaming at one another, "Blood, blood!" <laughs> yeah. Oh, Alternately, God. bull, bull. And 
Yeah, it's bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the other thing that needs to be pointed out, pointed out here is, like, the emergent st- storytelling part. Like, your characters, like, level up and gain experience as you play more and more games, but there's always the chance that when your character gets knocked down, that they get, either get injured, which, like, lowers their stats or takes them out in the next game, or they, like, just die, and then they're <laughs> gone. Yeah, characters can so literally die. This fucking night! <laughs> is there, like, you know, I guess event are are they recognized by their teammates as fallen or you know no, you just kind of move no, on they're on the sidelines it's, fo- it's football time baby it follows similar principles to uh, bears quarterbacks in the events that a bears quarterback <laughs> falls another identical mid-range piece of crap just is summoned just in from the ether to take its place Midrange is being polite about it. Not touchdown, Tom. Yes, <laughs> touchback, like, Tom. It's, yeah, it's like touchdown, Terry. It's the knockoff version. Yeah. Like there touchdown, is actually a mechanic for this, courtesy of the fact it's possible for players to be injured and miss the next game, or just fucking die, and it costs money to replace players. It is in fact possible that you have a that you enter the game with fewer players than you need to play. As a catch-up mechanic, you are allowed to just snap your fingers and say, okay, I have a couple of the most basic possible players to fill this lineup. The catch is that because these are people who haven't been with your team before, they have... We've mentioned the RNG is a real trial in this one, which is why, like in many games like this, there is some degree of RNG fixing. Every player on the team, well, pardon me, every uh, coach gets a certain pool of re-rolls. There is a number of dice you're allowed to re-roll per half of the game on the grounds that, I mean, you assume that you've trained your team well enough that, no, really, you don't automatically fuck this up. (laughs) The catch being, it's a re-roll, it's not a change of what the dice actually say. So if you roll, for example, uh, Sam, what was the wonderful story of the uh, ride of Tiny Horse Wee? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which one? You know Which the of one. the many, many times? They're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> so Horse Wee has never made that roll ever. No, he made it in the, in the game against the rats. Oh, okay. He uh, actually got an interception in the game against the rats. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Tiny Horse Wee, clearly his talents not lie in going for it, but... Uh, Tell the story. Oh, the top going for it. Okay, so this game also this game has a lot of mechanics and rules. We can't figure that out yet. Love it. So there is like a movement allowance. Like it's a square based game, and you your movement allowance means you can move however many squares that is. So if it's five, you can move five squares. It has a mechanic called going for it, and in going for it, you can move up to two extra squares, but you have to roll a dice every time you move those extra squares. You hit a one, your character falls over, your turn is all automatically over, and he might in- get injured or die doing it. <laughs> uh, so my bull centaurs, which I mentioned earlier, have this ability called Sure Feet. And what Sure Feet does is every time you do a go for it and you roll one, it just goes, oh, no, that's fine, and it re-rolls it for you automatically. So if, if you're doing the math in your head on a D6, if you have a one in six chance to... Uh, fall down and you're an automatic reroll it means you have a one and 36 chance of you fucking this up with this character so they're very good at going for it however in this one game i went for it (laughs) once just one square 
immediately fails it twice, hits the ground. I'm like, okay, well, that's 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 fine. Like, that'll happen to me occasionally. It's one out of every 36, right? It's probably not going to happen to me again this game. I try it again the next turn. Boom, one square, he's down. Oh, my God. It's, that's whatever six, uh, six to the fourth is. One out of six to the fourth. The reason it's super funny is because that skill is called sure feet, and so we frequently call it sure comma feet. <laughs> sure, and sure feet. comma hands. Yeah, and sure comma hands is for picking the ball <laughs> up. Sure comma feet though is like much more reliable than sure comma hands. <laughs> it's true. So you so- have, as a result of all this, there are a bunch of calculated risks you have to take anytime you're doing this stuff. You can do a perfectly safe move of moving somebody from one point to another within their movement allowance, not touching any enemy players. This is called Elf Ball, and it is for cowards. No way. Elf Ball is just dodge through every tackle zone and fuck off. (laughs) Elf Ball is once you have dodge becomes that, and it's the most infuriating bullshit. We have a total of one Elf Ball playing team in our roster, and they are playing the most moral Elf team it is possible to play, Horrible, evil mutant rats. Dude, no, elves have four agility. They still have a one and six to yeah. make, or a, a five and six to make every dodge. Yes. Easy, easy street. Right. It's impossible for you to roll that one. Yeah, it's, it's impossible. No one has ever happened. rolled that one, resulting in, and this is one of the pieces of balance I, I, I love in the game. I didn't just tell a story. <laughs> yeah. It's never it's, happened, Sam. It's definitely never happened twice in a row. In the game we were playing, you and me. <laughs> You mentioned that like it is it gives you the same feel that uh, you know, a live sporting event came because you pick a team and you know you you're up and down with that and as you're, Sam's telling the story I had just picked Sam as my team root for in your guys' group and to hear that story reminds me so much of being a Chicago Bears fan that I really feel like I made the right choice spiritually to root yes. for Sam. That's right. <laughs> also, because... Now, Chaos Dwarves are very 85 Chicago Bears. <laughs> yes. The, you're here for the defense, and if the offense scores, congratulations to them. Exactly. Wow. And I hate them. <laughs> well, yeah, yes. Chaos Dwarves are probably one of the most bullshit teams to start out with. So we should probably also, uh, like, when you level up, you have, like, this thing called team value. And when you start your team, it starts out at, you get, I think, a million gold to spend. Yeah. And uh, you can spend up, to, and there's so many different combinations for every team. So, like, you have different members of the team, and they all cost different amounts of money, and there's just, like, endless combinations of shit you can start with. Um, but some teams start much better off than other teams. Yeah. Jim and I are playing the two biggest bullshit teams in the league. <laughs> Actually, that's entertaining because uh, my team actually starts off relatively normal, but the problem is once they get any levels on their linemen, they become otter horse shit, and I now have levels on almost all of them. Like, because the whole deal is I... When Jim says they start out normal... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, a lizard man has a strength of four and how many lizard men can you start with jim um i went for the maximum lizard men assortment every one of my players is a positional player no lizard man player is a generalist they have the thing they do and they do it quite well 
well, how many men is that? have an agility of one, which Jim, means that you, that you have to tell me how many Jim, this is so I can Jim. so I can explain how bullshit this is. Jim, the number is, is six. So he has oh. six of those with so strength four, right? Remember okay. I was telling you about how I have the two bull centaurs, my star yeah. players that I spent a ton of money for. I get two of those guys max. I have no strength. <laughs> zero. Player. He has zero. They're all have, strength three. I have one strength five player, but every time I tell him to do anything, I have to roll a d6, and if I roll a one, he doesn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> You so have this wonderful setup of what I'm playing as is like then there is the weak point of my team is that courtesy uh, of that the coach the coach the coach the coach I mean, yeah there is the coach the coach is of course always the weakest point of all teams is that's the one that Nuffle can hit with his thunderbolts but aside from that the weak point is that uh, like. The Saurus have agility one. They will never pick up the ball unless Nuffle is feeling really, really humorous that day. What is supposed to pick Jim, up the ball? I, will, are I the have sticks. to interject really here. Have to interject here. Jim has scored with a lizard man. Yes, with that one lizard. <laughs> yes. However, I did have to fire him because he had his neck broken later. So the persons I'm supposed him. to score with are the Skinks. Skinks are tiny little chameleon-looking bastards. They are strength two, which means that, uh, as the giant hulking linemen are to anyone else, these guys are to anyone else as well. Like, just, they can be knocked over by anyone. And they have agility three, the same as a normal person. So, these guys are tiny, run pretty fast... But also, in the event that somebody was to shatter one of their fragile bird-like bones, well, I only got four of them. And so, if you break all of those, I'm left with my linemen just kind of standing there punching you and hoping that nobody has to pick up the ball. This is ostensibly my weakness, but I've kind of learned how you put the wall of angry dinosaurs in front of the ball, so this does not become a problem. The line, his lineman he's also talking about, can move as fast or faster than humans. Yeah, it kicks ass. <laughs> they are one of the things that, so, a major feature that we should mention about the game as well is the rules date back to 2000, and those rules weren't that much of a change of the original rules back in, like, 87. So one of the things that people are kind of pumped about right now is... After 30 fucking years of rules that somebody just came up with by throwing darts at a dartboard, somebody is actually taking a look at these things and adjusting them so that it will be slightly more balanced going forward. And one of the things is, for some reason, can't imagine why, they're making Soros linemen a bunch more expensive. <laughs> so, with these adjustments, how much is known about them, and will it make it like more like football or more like... You know, rugby, or is it just going to be for balance purposes? They all the rules have come out, right? Like they, oh, they okay. I think they leaked, or no, they actually came most out, of I think the. Irish I don't think a... the book has come out totally, but like the majority of the changes have yeah. come out. The single yeah. most important change is that they have added the most important new team. You ever have that uh, <laughs> dumb question about uh, who would win a football team or an entire kindergarten? <laughs> no. Well, you know, can I beat you know one duck-sized toddler or whatever? You know that old yeah, type yeah. deal. Yeah. Good news, you can now actually play against a team of uh, 
10,000 duck-sized toddlers in the form of the snotlings. The snotlings have a special rule that just says you can start the game with an extra 2d6 players. The catch is that those players are children. They also get more players on the pitch at once. Yeah, you can have in a team 16 or, players. Yeah, where you're normally only allowed to have 11 is it 11, 13? Yeah, I forget. It's 11. It's yeah. like real football. Yeah, you're only allowed to have 11 <laughs> players on the field. The Snotlings can field 16. The catch is that no one of those 16 is um good. So, yeah. I used to I used to coach youth soccer. Yes. And, like they start about three or four years old, and you know you got ten, twelve of them there, and I'm like, all right, the game is steal the ball from Coach Brock, and they can't because they're three, and I felt like a man. I'm dribbling around and faking them out. They're all falling down. I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm you 20 years suck. old, and I'm fucking destroying all you guys right You're now. You're just like stiff-arming them like, directly <laughs> in the forehead. <laughs> what are you going to do? Cry to your mom. <laughs> She's over there. Get a juice box. Yeah. Give me a juice box, nerd smash. Where's the bitch with the orange slices? <laughs> Actually, wait. Do you have orange slices? I'd like an orange slice, please. Right. Yeah, Brock, you told us we could have orange slices <laughs> when we came on to record. I promise a lot of things I always underdeliver. It's the damage boost motto. Hell yeah. Oh, but wait, to answer your actual question there, uh, <laughs> again, never. Uh, it's gonna be uh, the same basic rule set. Like, there's gonna be it's it's just gonna be like some balance changes, some different and teams. They, they added like a passing stat, so right. like certain teams act, can absolutely not pass at all anymore. Right. Whereas but some teams have gone for like they did a very interesting thing there because previously, like I don't know, like. They had the problem that a lot of RPGs from back in the day had of agility being the god stat. And they successfully managed to realize, wait, let's separate out ability to dodge and ability to throw the ball. Because those are two very different things. Yeah. So, but but to your question of whether it will be more like football or like rugby, I mean, it's going to be the same basic game. Yeah, it's still the same rugby more or less with some American football <clears throat> aesthetics. One thing I do want to do American football. American football. Turnuckins. Oh, yeah, you weren't in the chat yet when we started doing this meme. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> so we were just yelling football. Sam, we Sam. Sam. I can figure it out. How we about them cowboys, meme. Sam? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I want to do uh, before uh, the episode starts winding down is I want to pitch one player name to uh, each of you guys and see if when a player dies you need to recruit another one if it will make your roster. And uh, I want your answers now. You have to give me one on this episode. So I'll start with Sam. Um, I'm going to pitch Sex Cannon to you. And Sex Cannon comes from... I don't know how much you follow football. Former Bears quarterback Rex Grossman, who mm. was five foot ten and had a fucking cannon for the ar- for an arm, so he was nicknamed the Sex Cannon. He was really bad at football, had tiny hands, constantly fumbled snaps, so it would work for your guys' inability to pick up the ball. He had a cannon. I think Sex an- Cannon would be a very good last name. I would need like I think I would just need a normal first name. <laughs> Could it be Rex? Like Mark Sex Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what about Gross like Sex Cannon? 
I mean, I can make another blarg, blarg sex cannon. Yeah, Gregory, yeah. Gregory sex Greg cannon. Greg is pretty good. Can it be blarg uh, I sex added, cannon? I had one of my chaos doors get injured uh, last night, so I fired him and rehired uh, a new uh, chaos door called Justin Awful. <laughs> <laughs> so would, would a, a form of sex cannon make your roster if available? Yeah, it would have to be a hobgoblin, though, because that's the only thing I can recruit now. <laughs> No, no, like, well, I have faith. I will... Wait, no, you're up against me next turn, yes? Yeah, but... Uh, don't, don't worry, I can mighty... hurt one of your Chaos Dwarves. You don't have any Mighty Blow characters, so I'm not Yes, I do. Yeah, he does. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's just the big guy. I always just stay away from big guys. It's fine. Yeah. Alright, and for Mike, uh, because you are... Uh, every time I've been in a chat with you and a cat comes around, you always ask for bellies. Um, That's true. And it made me think of the Monarch's cat from the Venture Brothers, Mr. Mostly Mittens. I think you need a character named Mr. Mostly Mittens. Mr. Mostly Mittens. So I I like that. Uh, but the problem is, and especially because human catchers uh, in Blood Bowl have like a fucking baseball mitt on their hand. Uh, but my team is Doug themed, right? It's oh, full of other team. Mike. But you could add a oh, belly. Oh, you're right, you're right. I have another team that is a goblin team called the name I like the names I like for pets. So that is a perfect addition to the Fucking name a. I like the names I like for pets. Sa- and well, good news, yeah. uh, sadly, they are a goblin team, which means they die a lot, which is I didn't think about when I made a team called the, t- the names I like for pets. No, no. So, I feel vaguely so. sad about what I did to Boodles. Yes, you killed Boodles. <laughs> so now now he was replaced by hashtag justice for Boodles. <laughs> I like that. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> and uh, for Jim, this one's probably my favorite. Brock Holiday. It's <laughs> <laughs> an important name. Oh, a name who's of that? Now, my question to you is, would you prefer to be a tiny little easily murdered lizard? <laughs> or... I am branching out into other things right now. I'm looking at other team opportunities. Would you like Brock Holiday to be... I don't know. Well, currently the Um Actually lore keepers are in need of replacement players. They are a bunch of horrible mummy creatures who all suck a ton, except for their four mummies who are amazing. And absolutely, Brock Holiday would fit in the theme of the Um Actually lore keepers, in that it's all really obscure references nobody gets. That kicks ass. <laughs> I made... that. That's perfect, because I made a... Uh, in my significant other's family chat, her brother is getting married um, whenever like it's safe to be married. And he asked if he wanted to hire a, a person to videotape the wedding, essentially. I said, well, don't do that. That's how zombie breakouts happen. Yeah. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, oh, you know, the Spanish horror movie Wreck 3. And they're all like, who the fuck would have got a Spanish, a, a, the third installment of a Spanish horror fucking franchise in our family chat? Why are you making these references? Because so it's yes, important people f- know, damn it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you gotta tell them. <laughs> so, yes, uh, in terms of references nobody gets or cares about, Brock Holiday fits in perfectly. Yes, good. I Absolutely. The thing is, I had I was digging deep when I came up with them, and quite frankly, several of them suck. I'll be grateful to be rid of at least one of them and replace him with Brock Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you need references that no one gives a shit about, just Hell send, yeah. me, send me a text. You've known me for 25 years. You, <laughs> you, ha- I uh, you this. have this power. I feel some shame i did not consult you 
It's uh, the only reason I was on uh, Classic Bowls because random pop culture trivia. Yeah, no, I, there, you, pull, you pulled that <laughs> shit out of your ass on a fairly regular basis, and we were thankful for it. Yeah. <laughs> Not knowing actual academics is awesome. But we had actual <laughs> academics covered. We needed the shit That's that true. we didn't fucking know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's all a true story, by the way. That's not, yeah, no, like that was, was legit, and he was a valued member of the team as a result. I was uh, I was always put in when uh, the coach had done the math on a sports or pop culture question had not been asked yet. So she's like, better get Brock in to get that one or two toss ups. That yeah, are the coach played for happen. keeps too. You would not expect Scholastic Bowl to be something that had uh, teachers willing to knife fight over it, but uh, she's ballers. Yeah, fuck. she played for keeps. <laughs> She's one of the only reasons I graduated high school, because she actually gave a shit. She was fucking awesome. Yep. Nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, did you Good say she teachers. got married recently? That kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, to an all, another awesome teacher of ours. Yeah. So, good for, good for them. They're they're good people. Uh, back to, uh, instead of praising teachers like some lamos, I guess Gross. we can go back to Blood Bowl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the same two sides of the same coin. The most true education of them all. Playing video no. games based on board games, based on sports. <laughs> based on a franchise that was based on another franchise. We use our time on this earth well. Which gentlemen. itself was based on Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Which itself was based off of one guy being stupid horny for Norse sagas. Oh, uh, quick sidebar, sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm still in... Um, we're talking about this being part of the Warhammer universe. A weird TikTok hole I fall I've fallen down is there's one guy who uh, makes like and paints the models for all the tabletop games for Warhammer. Insanely addictive. I know shit about like the lore or yeah, the yeah. board game really, but uh, holy fuck the the Warhammer tabletop TikTok. Wow, that's a lot to say. Um, is fucking amazing, and I highly recommend it. It's insanely addictive. Yeah, no, like the. As somebody who has painted a couple of the small plastic models in his day, it is weirdly soothing. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's just like regular art. <laughs> my, my TikTok is 50% uh, Warhammer tabletop uh, stuff and 50% Big Titty Goth Girls. So that's what TikTok is for. What more do you need? <laughs> yeah, th those are, I believe, the uh, two genders spoken of in Legend. And also Doug. That's the two pillars of content. Now Doug falls under the Warhammer part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to argue for big teddy goth girls on uh, general principles of contrarianism, but no. I, yeah, guess I think Doug knows. wanted to be under that category, but then was relegated Hot. to the Imagine the Doug shirt at Hot Topic. Uh, that definitely There's, exists. Definitely Come on. It has exists. to be a thing. There's absolutely no way. They've definitely yeah. made his, his fucking, like, uh, did what's it called what's the thing he wears over his shirt his vest they've definitely made a shirt out of his oh vest. yeah easy yeah, i kind of want one now if i'm being honest <laughs> i do oh no <laughs> see i'm dabbling in making youtube content for funsies with some other uh gaming podcast and i need shirts to wear for any part i'm on camera and i feel like having that reference oh. would uh would you know like like i said tickle the three people that care that <laughs> i think it'd be ass. great indeed um so a couple couple more things before we start wrapping up. Would you to a casual gamer and I, I'm not quite a casual gamer. I, I do have a gaming podcast, but I'm not very good at games, I guess. So someone who isn't good at games, would you recommend this? Do you think the unfairness of fucking rolling die and 
it's just gonna be too much for someone to handle. Because like I said, I rage uninstalled uh, XCOM two after Mike led me in the wrong direction and tried to tell me it was a good game. <laughs> uh, well, it's not because XCOM Enemy Within, Enemy Unknown is better. So <laughs> that's true. Um, but you're you're all right because I've watched you play one of those, right? Yeah, I was playing too, just because it was oh, okay. that's what I had installed. But but Long War One is better than Long War Two. I'm just gonna say. Anyway, go on. Answer the question, Sam. <laughs> so, uh, one, you need to have a group of people you play with. That is, do not play with not randos. Negotiable. Holy shit! I want to play with randos. Don't. Two, <laughs> two. If you get mad at video games easily, this is not the game for you. This is a game where you need to be playing with a friend. So when the random event gets rolled on kickoff, that your entire offensive line collapses stunned for two turns allowing them to do whatever the fuck they want that you can just both be sitting there laughing like holy shit what just happened that said if you want to just play single player the ai is bad though they did actually add a there is a single player campaign that is designed to teach you how the game works that actually isn't bad yeah so and that it, you can play a solo league against AI, so if you want to have the progression and development and emergent storytelling against, like, you know, a team that's not going to be a tactical genius or good at it at all in any way, <laughs> yeah, you can do that. I would probably, definitely not pick the game up on full price to, if you're just going to do that, but if yeah. it's, it's on sale for, like, 15 or 10 I think that yeah. would be they're talking it. about with yeah. They're talking about a Blood Bowl 3 coming out, and the whole reason that they have the new rule set is that they discovered, wow, Blood Bowl 2 actually, like, moved copies. Yeah. What if we made the game better and re-released it? Holy shit, what if we made something people liked? Mo- what if we made more of it? Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. So, yeah, so t- it's... If you want to play it multiplayer, uh, play it with friends. But if you want to play it single player, you'll probably without like just playing against the, with playing against the AI, you'll probably pick up some bad habits because the AI oh, like, yeah. doesn't like we were we were a friend of ours. We were just introducing the game the other day, and he was playing against halflings, which is straight up the worst team. Like like they're very unapologetic that the teams aren't all balanced. Like straight up the the they say like a strengths and weaknesses for different teams, and on the halflings team on the weaknesses it says the slowest team in blood bowl the weakest team in blood bowl and the worst team in blood bowl <laughs> those are the three weaknesses of halfway there's right? a loading um, screen gag about how once upon a time the highest the highest scoring halfling game ever was the matchup between the halfling team such and such and the chaos all-stars the chaos all-stars were actually delayed and only arrived halfway through the second half by which the halflings <laughs> were only down two to one but the reason i say this is because we were watching we were like kind of introducing him to the game and like uh watching him go through the start uh and the halfling team like that the ai was controlling like wasn't even going for the ball they were just like running away from it (laughs) in order to like put themselves in disadvantageous positions for uh the other guy's players so uh It'll be a jump to start offline and then go online, but I think this game is so much fucking fun. Like, especially if you can play with a group of friends. It is absolutely a game to play with friends after you've realized that you've played all the Among Us and Jackbox games it is possible to tolerate. <laughs> and you want to get mad at each other. <laughs> yes, but and understand that you can hide yeah. that hatred for one another behind a hatred of the dice. 
And of definitely course. not the hatred of the fact that lizard men are horribly imbalanced in my favor. <laughs> Human ball. <laughs> Human ball. I will kill the concept of empathy a third time, see if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess to kind of wrap up this episode, um, what's one thing that we... And I'll, I'll start with start with Mike, and then you guys can uh, flow in after that. Is it because I've been answering your questions and they have <laughs> It's a beautiful that dynamic we have here. I think you're the only one who I haven't directly just, asked a question to. I was tr- I'm trying I'm to be just, balanced. I work I'm in a grade school, so I'm very focused on trying to be fair to everybody. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I love y'all. Um, what's one thing that we haven't talked about that you do want to bring up about Blood Bowl? Or just do you just want to sing its praises for anybody who's would? Oh, man. Uh, well... Blood Bowl, I mean, okay, it's it's a very, like, I think we sort of touched on this, but I think it's very interesting that it's an asynchronous game. Uh, the two sides that you're, play, you're playing against each other, and the two sides are uh, not the same. It's so far that they don't have the same strategy. Like, I love that, that, like, the two teams uh, are very much going for different goals, depending on what the strengths and the weaknesses of their teams are. Uh, and so... That's what I find so fascinating about it. Also, just like, I like, like the fact that you ha- at a point you have to make just like bullshit plays. Like you have to do stuff that is low percentage because it's the only way you're going to stop that drive, or it's the only way that you're going to score on this, like this, uh, this move, right? Unless you your chaos scores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have like to take uh to take uh some Battlestar Galactica, you have to roll the hard six, literally, right? Like you have to um get that get that pow, you have to knock down the other player, you have to make that dodge. Like it's I I find that so exciting uh to to play with a team and to uh, uh play with your friends and i think i think you get a lot of like uh camaraderie in that so that's super fun and jim um building off what mike said there's a thing that you i've never had video games satisfactorily provide this experience that i've only previously gotten from watching live sports where at the tail end of a game when you are forced into a desperation play and you know it's a desperation play and you're hoping like hell it's gonna work and if you've run the numbers you know odds are pretty solid it won't but you've done everything you can to make it work and now it is all up to what exactly the dice come up and you have to roll them there is something absolutely there's something that gets your your heart up into your throat about doing that that is astonishing and also, conversely, you have the same degree of you will see at least one butt fumble per game in terms of just absolute <laughs> bone stupid stupidity. You blame yourself and your player at the same time. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> the butt fumble famously done by Mark Sanchez, who also got in trouble for bringing an underage girl into a bar in New York. So, fun facts for everybody. Hell wow. yeah. <laughs> Touchdown, Mark. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you call. Oh, you could be Mark. Uh, Mark Sex Cannon would work actually. Now I'm thinking about it. And, and Sam, what's your um, uh, Blood Bowl? I think uh, 
we mentioned that there are a lot of teams. I just did a count on how many teams there are. There are 24 teams. And if you look at a list of, like, one of my favorite things in games is, like, customization and, like, the different tactics and, like, doing different setups for different, like, characters or teams or whatever. Um, and if you look at the list of the 24 teams, a lot of them, like, look very similar. For instance, there's a team called Undead. There's one called Necromantic. There's mummies and there's vampires and they all play they share a lot of the same units but they all play entirely different from one another. For example, and that's probably my bad. favorite. Right. So are vampires. Um, <laughs> like you would think undead and necromantic, they share I think 80% of the same roster but they're two very different teams. Yeah. And and that when you guys have been describing this, that that's what like makes me want to buy it is it feels like football. It sounds like football where, you know, you have a team that might run, just pretty much run the ball and, or, you know, a team that's finesse and passing. And honestly, like as someone who used to buy Madden every year, I haven't played a good football simulation and God knows how long is instead of try, um, since it's not, you know, dice space, it's there. The only way they balance the game to make it more difficult is they force you to turn over the ball, mm. you know, and it's not fun. It, you don't get rewarded for strategy. Um, there's no real luck involved. It's just, it's almost scripted. Yeah. And what I like about this and the way you guys described it, describe it is that it, it would give me that feeling of a live sporting event that I try to get from Madden or NBA 2K that they don't provide anymore because they don't give a shit. They don't try. <laughs> yeah. You know? The other thing that's like I really love about this game is that it's enthralling to watch. Yes, yes. Uh, I had a blast. Even if you don't you guys. want to buy this game, I would recommend checking out streamers on YouTube and Twitch just to get a feel. Like just watching it for me is very exciting. Just like watching people like think about what they're doing and agonizing over the decisions, <laughs> and then like seeing what the outcomes are. It's very. It's like one of my favorite games to watch. Just streamers, with, yeah. such as twitch.tv slash ghost wizards. <laughs> Noted person who streamed Wink. at least once in the past Wink. how many months? <laughs> I say, I always like, I say, hey, Mike, we, you should stream that game. You should stream this game. He's like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> then he I'm that. busy. We're busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Damage Roots Podcast, Twitch TV, if anybody wants to watch. Hell yeah. Uh, that's I only play mostly Phasmophobia right now on streaming, but Phasmophobia rules. Yep. Uh, also, if you want to check out that episode, uh, you guys should. And anybody who here hasn't listened to it, my, that episode with Deepak Gamer should do it. Um, so, I mean, this has been amazing. I finally got to have all three of you guys on, and we didn't talk about the Doug GBA game, which was the original intention when I could get all three of you on at the same time. Oh. oh no! I'd be surprised if we could get an hour out of that bad boy. Yeah, it'll mostly be uh, twenty minutes on how much the soundtrack. It's hurts just gonna ears. be me playing the soundtrack from my phone into right. the microphone. My favorite right. part you're about just, it is you're that just gonna it ha- pipe in I the soundtrack. Did a tiny bit of research on this because I refuse to actually play the game, much as I refuse to watch the show Doug, except for for game podcast is a term for it. But like discovering that the game has like. 90s edutainment structure in that there's a random subset of missions will be offered you and to 100% it you have to play through the game like dozens <laughs> of times yeah. oh no fucking no. impossible no, How fuck dare to make that. up the fact that the game is only one hour long right it's, well it, 
I, sorry, I have to bitch about it. I, it. It bothers me. It's not a game. And all the boss fights, if you want to call them, they're the stupid fucking Quail Man sequences. And they're all reskinned versions of the same, like, fight. If you <laughs> can call it that. He also, Quailman also has to knock down a building in order to be the bad guy. I don't Good. like using this term, but that game really, truly might have been the first walking simulator. It might be, yeah. Well, but, the, like, a bad one. That's Yeah, I, of, I don't like that term because it's usually done in derision, and, like, right. I think a lot of those games are really cool and innovative. Yeah. Uh, but that, I'm going to tell you right now, the Doug Game Boy Color game is not. <laughs> like, How many games are there you can press select to talk to a dog? <laughs> that game, that game is an insult trainer because that motherfucker. The whole point of the game is like he can't figure out where Patty is. He's being a fucking psycho about it. He calls her house. Parents pick up. He fucking hangs up the phone. And at the end of the game, spoilers for the fucking Doug uh, Game Boy Color game. Oh no! Uh, she's oh, no, like, turn oh, out the episode. <laughs> Doug, I was late to come to our agreed upon spot because I was buying you this beat CD. And he's just like, like, fuck you, bitch. You said you'd be here. You're you're fucking wrong. Even though you were out doing something really nice for me. God. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it's the, he's the absolute. It's just. Oh I think God. I'm going to buy the uh, the Doug Game Boy Color game for the <laughs> Game Boy Color, because I do have a Game Boy Advance at my apartment, so I can play it. It's not I worth am, it, man. Why would you do <laughs> this? You already bought a Doug comic book. It's not worth it. It's I live comic pretty book. Cool. It is a uh, novel with pictures. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a I, children's I... book. I live Ooh. very close to a retro game shop. I will, uh, I will give them a holler uh, this week, and if I find it, I will send it out to you. Oh yeah, it's all over eBay, so I just need to. Oh yeah, you just need I to have to know how much does it go for. It goes for like ten bucks. That's I feel too much. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, it's a, disagree. It's, you're right. It's an artifact of history. Really. Right. It's it belongs in a museum. <laughs> this Is one's it? going for ninety nine cents, but it's a uh, it's a bidding one. Is it is it uh, heavily used? I say, who's gonna <laughs> bid on it though? I mean, I feel like you should be able to get that for ninety nine cents. Is there any real? I guess it's not a collector's item. No one gives a shit about Doug. Disney doesn't no. give a shit about Doug. No. Is, it a, is, a, is that a hacked version that's got a bunch of fan art in it? Well, it's funny because it this is a hard game to uh, hack because it has the custom case. It has one of those oh. clear cases, inexplicably. Hmm. And they don't mass produce those. Which is a uh, one of the side side Pokemon sidebar, but that's one of the reasons <laughs> uh, Pokemon games are so hard to like mass reproduce on the pirate market because they usually have a very weird custom case to it. Hmm. Yeah, old ones also had watch batteries that would go bad after yes. you know ten years. Yes, and my, to replace uh, those is insanely stressful. I've I done do it. have a, a, a Pokemon Gold cartridge. And I can't do saves on it because the watch battery, it that game like tracks time, so the watch yes. battery is constantly going. So I had it up in my attic for like a decade, where it was just like counting the time. <laughs> it ran the battery out. It's not too bad to replace it, except for there's one point where you really have to break part of it to get the battery out and put a new one in, and that part sucks. If you don't break it right, it ruins the whole game. But at that I point, just, you can't save it. So I just bought it again for oh. the. Um, <laughs> Uh, the DS because you can just get that digitally. The digital, yeah. Yeah, those we went some places with those sidebars. We've all learned <laughs> very expect, important man? things about football today, kids. Football. football! <laughs> <laughs> um, any plugs you guys have before we go? 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, number one, uh, the funny papers. The three of us, me, Jim, and Sam, are co-hosts on a sick-ass podcast called The Funny Papers. Uh, it's about the 90s cartoon show Doug, which you may remember. Uh, a lot of us remember it fondly, uh, but going back through it, uh, this show is kind of fucked up uh, and is ostensibly about morals, but it teaches probably the wrong immoral uh, every episode. And so uh, we go through it. Uh, it's a super fun show uh, to record and to listen to, hopefully. Uh, Brock's been on it a couple times, and yeah. it's super sweet. Come check us out. We're on any uh, of your major pla- podcast platforms. Uh, also, as we mentioned, twitch.tv slash ghost wizards. That's like a ghost, like a spooky ghost, and then a wizard with a wizard hat with an S at the end. Come check it out. We'll probably be streaming some Big Bowl on there. You can also check out the NFL. <laughs> At www.nfl.com. And (laughs) for Damage Boost, uh, Damage Boost at Twitch, you know, I stream probably three to eight hours a week, and I still get less viewers than when Mike streams once every three months. So I'm jealous. (laughs) I'll say it. (laughs) So give me some, please. Give me some of those sweet, sweet viewers. (laughs) Buy Blood Bowl. (laughs) Buy Blood Bowl. My my brain don't work so good. I'd be I I don't think I would Play be very good at as it. As uh, lizard man, <laughs> <laughs> I actually it's not a bad call, you, really. <laughs> when we were talking before, I said just on looks, those are oh, yeah. the, like, the team I would look pick. the coolest, and it also turns out they're like a good team, which is no, the chaos dwarves look the coolest. The I will also one thing I want to throw at the end. Uh, the, Games Workshop, the people behind Warhammer, haven't officially supported the Chaos Force since 1993. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're bullshit. They're horseshit. No, I mean, they they're were just very unpopular models, even though the right. models rock. The models do rock. Chaos Wars is the single best model line Games Workshop has ever done, because how do we make it clear that this dwarf is evil? We give him a giant fucking hat. We put a big dwarf head on the front of a tank. <laughs> yeah, we put this dwarf body on top of a horse. And, <laughs> and the dwarf is screaming and has tusks. <laughs> that is pretty baller, actually. Dude. All right. Well, guys, this was great. I was so excited that I actually got to have all three of you on. And I actually got Jim on for once, yeah. which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, uh, thank you guys. And to everyone else, be good people.